You're listening to episode 276 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here. And today's episode, I got to record this with a very special friend of mine. Uh, She and I have known each other for, oh gosh, a long time, like since we were in university, I guess. We worked together at a golf course. It was a great time. (laughs) We get into that a little bit on the episode. But we are speaking today to Jess Flynn, and she is just an absolute sweetheart. She's a mom of two. She's a high school teacher for 11 years and loves helping teens access and believe in their own potential. She's launched multiple businesses. She's just an absolute rock star. And we're getting today into everything to do with kids' mental health, the education system. And the reason why we are talking about this is because several different reasons. One is that there have been alarming statistics that have come out of this pandemic and the effect on our youth. And we won't even know the full effect in numbers until after more time has passed and and research has been done. But the initial numbers have been indicative of how hard this has been on our kids. And I'm not a parent, but I've spoken with many, many parents over the past year or so uh, with some of the struggles both they and their kids are experiencing and some of the stats that are already starting to come out around mental health and the impact that this pandemic has had has been very difficult to, to read. And we, we are going to get into some actual numbers on this episode that I think are really important. Um, but Jess is also telling us about uh, something that she's put together called the Be Your Own Boss Virtual Entrepreneurship Camp. And this is for teens. And I am absolutely beyond excited to be part of this project as one of the mentors working with the kids. I'm so excited about this camp because I never knew that creating a job like the one that I have created for myself was even possible. I, and I never thought that I was creative. I didn't think that I was good at many things. Definitely not good enough to have people pay me to teach me, to, to, have, to have me teach some things. And it was only because of being able to look to people who were doing the things I didn't even think were possible that I was able to start imagining what I could do for myself. And once you, you have that vision that somebody else can show you, it opens you up to a whole world of possibilities and the real life tools that you need and likely already have within you to make it happen. Because what's interesting is that if you ask uh, kids these days, is that is even saying that phrase make me sound old kids these days? <laughs> but if you ask kids these days, and we'll get into some, some actual stats around this in the episode, but if you ask kids what they want to be when they grow up, I think it's somewhere between 75 to 86% of kids will respond with either YouTuber or influencer. And I, I love that. One part of me loves that. <laughs> and the other part of me is like, okay, but there's a lot more to it than that. 
And this is part of the reason why we're bringing the education system into this as well is because the education system uh, doesn't teach really about entrepreneurship for the most part, at least, you know, like in, in grade school and stuff. And there are aspects of our education system that take a, a sort of dated approach in our rapidly changing work landscape. And this is about dreaming big and giving kids an opportunity to see some different options out there that are actually available to them. And Jess's vision of bringing more mentorship to kids outside of school and sports is because it takes a village to raise a child. And there are a lot of parents who might have maybe been feeling extra pressure, especially this past year or so, to try and do everything on their own because the options have been so limited. And she and I are talking about the, the current education system and, and how much parts of it maybe need to be overhauled. This will vary by country, obviously, because every, every country's education system is a little bit different. But we're going to be getting into the mental health aspect uh, of kids as well and bringing all of this around more focus towards giving kids solid skills and, and character and confidence building and resilience, like all these amazing things that can be applied in various areas and careers alongside the content. So even if you don't have kids, honestly, this, I really recommend listening to this because we're, we are all, whether you have kids or not, we are all affected by each other because we're collective. We're collective. And this entire generation that's coming up is going to have an enormous impact on what the world around us looks like and, and how it uh, is, is formed and takes shape. So I really recommend listening to this one. It's such a great one. And if you are interested in signing up for the camp, uh, registration closes. We mentioned on the episode that it was the end of June of this year, 2021, if you're listening to this in real time, but it has actually been extended to July 2nd, 2021. So you have a little bit more time depending on when you listen to this. And if you are listening to this after the fact, there are other ways uh, in the show notes to still connect with Jess to uh, maybe get on a wait list for the next one. There's going to be some different projects that she's coming out with, um, some of which I'm going to be uh, volunteering with and mentoring around, not just this one. So I'm just so excited about this. Cannot wait to share this with one, this one with you. Please take a listen and make sure to reach out to Jess, especially if you have a teen, because this is going to be a really, really powerful camp. Hi, Jess. Hi, Emily. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you today. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm fantastic. I'm so excited to get to do this with you. This is so much fun. So I, I, just to give everybody like a little bit of a background uh, about you and I, you and I met when, uh, are we looking at like 15, 16 years ago? You went there, you put the date on it. When I, we were I, in I'm university. <laughs> So yes, we were both in university and we were both working at a local golf course, which was like the most fun job ever. We had a blast um, doing like the little did we know we had the best job ever. Yeah. Right. We got to yeah. get a tan while serving alcohol. It was basically the best. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. And then, yeah, like you and I have always like kind of stayed in touch a little bit, but we, we didn't just recently, we sort of reconnected and we have some exciting things happening in the works, uh, especially like that, that I'm working on a project with you, your, your baby. So tell us a little bit about you, a little bit of, of your background and yeah, give us, give us the story. Yeah, sure. I'm so glad that, uh, 
the world has reconnected us and, and it's just uh, filling both of our cups is at the same time is brilliant. So yeah, I'm Jess Flynn. I, um, I've been a secondary teacher up in Collingwood, Ontario for 11 years. Um, and I also became an entrepreneur almost the moment I moved to Collingwood because it's, it's kind of the vibe here in Collingwood, Ontario. Um, it's kind of an entrepreneurial hub. Um, and entrepreneurship was totally new to me when I moved here at the bright young age of 23 years old. And, um, and it's just a world that has my heart. And I'm actually speaking to you from a co-working space in our downtown. It's a really vibrant, uh, exciting community. Um, I'm also a mother of two. I'm currently on my second maternity leave. Um, so we've got two young ones under the age of three. Um, and we're just really passionate about, you know, living our our heart songs and and we're in a <laughs> I know that sounded cheesy but we're just in a position where we're um you know really following our our hearts and dreaming big and um we're just excited to be able to encourage others to do that so this project that you and I are working on uh is the first time I am combining both sides of my heart the education side and the entrepreneurship side and we're doing that with a program that's going to run July 5th to 30th and it's called Be Your Own Boss Virtual Entrepreneurship Camp and uh, like I've you know gracious you've graciously accepted our invitation to come on as one of our camp collaborators and really mentors um, for the youth who are going to be joining us so you are among 10 other entrepreneurs so there's a team of, of 12 of us currently more people keep knocking on our door because this is a program that's really speaking to um, to these, you know, the adult members in our in our community who want to give back. So, no, we're really, really excited. It's just a few weeks away um, where we get to kick off with some incredible, incredible high school age kids. I'm so excited about it, and I love that you very graciously phrased this as like the fact that you that you invited me to be part of it. What really happened was you told me about the project, and I basically begged you to be a part of it. <laughs> I'm like, can I do this? I want to participate. Where, where do I sign up for this? I just, I think that it's such a fantastic idea and it's so beautifully put together. And it was also really interesting because I have had on, on a list, uh, basically an actual list of things that I want to do in the next few years. And near the very top of the list was mentor teens. And then you came to me with this project and you were just telling me about it. And I was like, oh my God, I need to be part of this. <laughs> So I am just so excited about this. And I have to tell you, Jess, I haven't even told uh, you this. So you're hearing this for the first time on the recording. You gifted uh, each one of us collaborators with uh, a scholarship um, version of the camp that we could gift to, to somebody yeah. else. And I wasn't sure who to give it to. And then I was speaking to uh, a friend of mine a couple days ago and her 16 year old is having a really tough time really, really tough time. He's been struggling with the online learning. Um, it's just been really hard, the social isolation. And, and we're going to get into more of, of all of this uh, in, in this episode too. And I sent her the camp and they both, she and he were both very excited mm -hmm. about it. And I, so I, I, I gave that, he was the one that I gifted it to. And like, I was like crying. Oh, <laughs> I, I told you you were going to cry on this episode. <laughs> You Emily, cry every time we get on the phone. Like I know it's true. Um, oh, that that. Oh, I just thank you for finding for finding him. Um, 
it's yeah we're going to talk about some some stats of youth mental health um and i mean youth mental health has been on the decline before the pandemic um and so the switch to to virtual has hit for a number of reasons i think as a as a teacher we also there's you know schools offer a safe haven um you know where we can kind of check in and and look if clothes are are dirty or lunches aren't being provided um so there are all these kind of hidden supports um that uh that kids have really been missing out on so i think when we are in perhaps a home and with you know nutritious food and, and the lights are on and um you know you can stream all day that's one version of experiencing the pandemic but when you don't have a great relationship with whoever it is you're living with and your needs, your basic needs aren't being met. You've now gone quite a long time without some key adults in your life checking in. Um, so I think, and actually to open up to you, I was kind of planning on doing this camp fairly, you know, solo. And I had this idea of, well, I'd love to bring in a few guest speakers, of course. And then it's really become like a youth empowerment mentorship program because like your you know reaction to the camp everyone that's on board um asked me um and i just feel so grateful and this is just the beginning because obviously there's a need for us to want to give back but also there's a huge need um for kids to have some some mentors outside of maybe their regular regular circle yeah yeah and this this camp, it just, it teaches kids about the possibility of entrepreneurship as well, because a lot of times in the more traditional um, educational system, they, we, we get taught about the very um, teacher, lawyer, doctor, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Like just the kind of, you know, these, these are the set careers and jobs that you can choose from. And this, you, you have to, to pick a direction by the ripe old age of 16 or 17. <laughs> and, right. It, most of us at this point, uh, at least among our, uh, what are we, elder millennials, I think, um, <laughs> <laughs> most of us these days have a degree that we maybe now have jobs like myself it, that has nothing to do with, with my degree, really. And, and so many of us have done that and we've kind of jumped around much, much more than say our grandparents or even our parents' generation did. And when, when it comes to mental health, I, I did quite a bit of research before this episode because I wanted to get a clear picture with some kind of accurate numbers around what has gone on. And to give some context here, the pandemic has obviously affected everyone globally. Um, and in Canada specifically, we have been in an almost constant state of lockdown, more, more or less, <laughs> for 15 or 16 months at this point at time of recording mm -hmm. and the kids have been out of have only been in school for maybe about four ish months think four, like yeah. yeah somewhere around there so yes there, there was like a summer break in there as well but other than that and then the the four months where they were back in school uh for the fall of 2020 the kids have been basically out of school this entire time and mm -hmm. it is absolutely taking a toll. And I will reference uh, anything where I give statistics around, I'll reference it in the show notes so you can go take a look. There was one Canadian study and I have looked at American studies as well and some other places and the numbers are very similar across the board globally. Um, but a, one Canadian article that I looked at was talking about the fact that over six different domains of mental health, which included depression, anxiety, 
irritability, attention span, hyperactivity, and obsessions compulsions. More than 70% of children aged 6 to 18 and 66% of children aged 2 to 5 reported a decline or their parents reported a decline in at least one of those six areas. And the researchers are really arguing that there's this massively strong association from the stress and, and social isolation with mental health deterioration. And it points to the importance of in-person school and recreation and social activities and milestone events, you know, like, like graduating grade eight or graduating high school. Like there are these big things that the kids are completely missing. And this was even more alarming to me that pediatrics departments in hospitals across the, the country have reported an unprecedented spike in uh, eating disorders. That's only one area. But Hamilton Health Sciences here in Ontario has seen a 90% increase in the number of new referrals to its eating disorder program. 90. 90. Nine zero. And the number of cases admitted to hospitals with substance abuse disorder, particularly opioid use, has doubled. There was, uh, in a four-month period from October 2020 to January 2021, hospitalizations following a suicide attempt more than tripled, and the hospital stays of those kids who ended up in hospital for a suicide attempt, the, the stays were longer than usual because the attempts were more serious. Uh-huh. And a huge number of youth have reported COVID-related issues such as a lack of social interaction, Um, increased conflict at home and not being able to rely on friends and, and that, that Mm -hmm. so important social factor. So there are so many issues here that, that have to be unpacked and, and we won't know a lot of the long-term effects until much later. These are just very, very early numbers. We won't even understand how this has affected an entire generation for Mm -hmm. potentially years. Mm -hmm. And I think what's interesting going back to the school system, and I think, you know, in Canada and in the States, is that these stats are on, you know, mental health, they're on character, they're on like basic needs support that's been missing, right? No one's saying, oh, they're grade behind, or they didn't read To Kill a Mockingbird this year. So I think we've been systematically focusing too much on um, you know, pushing content when really the need, uh, you know, now that they're out of that system, what's that system is providing is, you know, check-ins, safety check-ins, um, nutritional check-ins, you know, what is in your lunchbox, if anything, um, do your shoes fit, um, mental health, you know, do you see the guidance counselor? Do you see the um, make up an appointment with the nurse or psychiatrist, you know, at the high school level? Um, so there is, you know, your, your podcast is so beautifully titled, because um, I know you focus on, you know, relationships and, and self-development, but there is room to grow in our school system and the way we parent our young people. And, you know, I'm a, a mother of really young ones. And we, we often say, wow, it does it ever like it really takes a village. And we kind of lose that mindset as our kids age up. Um, and they still need a wide network of support um, of people looking out for them. And as they grow and develop their interests and maybe grow away from 
you know, the, the people in their hometown or the interests of their parents, this mentorship is so important so that they know they're not alone, that it's okay to want to dream bigger, or it's okay to love differently, um, but to hear stories from people outside of their kind of typical network, I think is, is, is something that has been highlighted in these stats, that's a, that's a need, and hopefully will continue. Um, one thing in Ontario that I found, I've always been a very frustrated, you know, as an entrepreneur in the, in the system, the box we call it, it's like the school system. Um, there is, yeah, so much need to, to grow and expand that system. And I thought, well, here's a global pandemic, like literally everything's shutting down and collapsing. Let's refresh the way that we educate our youth and they are just still trying to cram a you know square peg in a round hole. So I think um, to provide opportunities outside of school, um, and we're doing it in a virtual platform, like you said, because you know here in Ontario things have been shut down um, for a very long time. But also we it's a, a global reach that we're able to do. So it's also kind of forced. Um, you know, there's definitely in-person um, benefits for sure. But I think we've just learned a lot about what kids need and we can provide some of these things virtually. And that's, that's what we're going to try and do for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I mean, as much as, you know, we're kind of painting a, a bleak picture here, I did find that there were some positives as well that like some kids have, um, have benefited from this because they are experiencing potentially less bullying and more flexibility and not quite a, as not quite as much of a need to fit in you know how at school it's sort of like you know what what designer clothes are you wearing or like those types of things that's mm -hmm. a lot harder to figure out on zoom yeah <laughs> so, yeah. these are my yeah. pajamas like yeah. <laughs> so that can i i can definitely see where for some kids and, and i've talked to um i don't i don't have children myself but i've talked to a lot of parents throughout all of this the majority of them have expressed how difficult this has been on the kids, but there mm -hmm. have been some who have said, you know, that there are upsides, like maybe their kids were bullied a huge amount at school. And this has actually been beneficial because it's taken some of the pressure off a little yeah. bit. Um, and I think it's also helped parents see that the content of what happens in school isn't the end all and be all right. Yeah. So the next time they look at report cards, rather than looking at the percentage mark in each course, rather looking at the learning skills to say, is my child responsible? Do they get along with others? Really? that is that should be the front page of the report card in you know physically and you know in our minds those are the needs that we're seeing um and hopefully parents and kids and families see that that's um when we go back those are really the important things the content will come yeah yeah and, and one really common thread that i've heard from so many parents as well is the fact that our education system needs to be overhauled and that was a bit of that, that was already a somewhat strong sentiment that I heard from parents before the pandemic. And now people are just getting more and more frustrated basically because there's so much that needs to be changed. Like you and I were talking before we jumped on and you made a great point that our education system is basically set up in, in more or less the same way that it was set up a hundred years ago. And things have changed massively. And I can't tell you the number of people and Jess, I'm sure you've, you've experienced this as well, who I'll talk to, often, you know, entrepreneurs or something like that, who maybe didn't do very well in school. 
or maybe they did do really well in school, but they're, they're doing a job now basically that has nothing to do with really anything that they oh, learned. Gosh. Right. Absolutely. So it's- My degree is in theater and actually the building I'm in, it's called the Foundry in Collingwood, uh, is run by uh, a guy who dropped out of college because it, he just like, didn't like it. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that's a common thread too with our camp that we'll be talking about is I don't think there's very few of us who are doing what we thought we'd be doing in high school. And if you think about it, they haven't met most of the people they're going to meet yet. They haven't experienced most of the things they're going to do yet. So how can you say, well, how do you want to spend the rest of your entire life? So it's really about, you know, plugging in. And if you're a parent and you don't know how to show them, you know, something outside of your own experience or same with a teacher, all teachers follow a very similar path to get to that classroom position, right? So that's where we can come in, you know, plug into us. We're here. We're here to share our stories, share our insights and say, you know, take some of that pressure off to just say, if you're open, if you're open to opportunity, if you're open to learning, we're not here to, you know, put down any sort of seeking out education, but recognizing that education doesn't have to be in the box. It's lifelong. You can get it from, you know, how we used to passing down stories and, and travel. And again, like the amount of content that's available to us online now, um, I think, you know, teachers should be a little bit afraid for (laughs) their job security because we can just tap into so many other resources. So it is teaching the skills so kids know what resources are authentic and valuable and which ones aren't. But then, and then also teach them how to think critically, absorb that, take it for what it is um, and learn and grow. So um, all that to say, we're going to do all of that in our camp (laughs) in a very small period of time. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important because this is the, the thing too, is that, you know, I often wonder why, why don't we teach more things in school like communication skills and relationship building and budgeting like personal budgeting um there's just there's so many very basic life skills meanwhile i i know very few people if if you are somebody who is excellent at math i i have you a little bit on a pedestal in my mind (laughs) you don't know how you do it but you know, I struggled. I, I was a good student, but I struggled in math, especially math and, and science, but especially math. And when I think about, I'll see kids doing homework now that is, is from a very young age, like grade three or four. And I'm like, I don't even remember how to do that. <laughs> and it's not things that I use every day. And I fully understand. Yes, there are some foundational things that we, that we need to teach, especially because some kids may not know obviously where they excel and where they might not uh, do as well until they've tried it. We, we need to give that experience, but mm-hmm. at some point it starts to get almost a little bit over the top. It's like, okay, is this really going to help kids with where they're going? And like when I went to university, I was 17 because I had a, a, a late birthday. So right. anyone who had a late birthday was 17 when we went to university and we were being told for several years leading up to that, make sure that you're, you're picking all the courses and like going down the path that is going to lead you to whatever you're doing with life. And it is overwhelming. It is so overwhelming yeah. that it creates almost a crushing pressure on these. And things. it's interesting, like in Canada university, that path is still very expensive as is college. Um, so to look to Europe where 
you know, post-secondary education is, is covered. Um, yes, taxes are 45%, but <laughs> you're getting, you know, uh, and I think to take the financial pressure off, especially coming from a family who maybe, you know, is risking everything, maybe they're first generation Canadian, they're risking everything to get you into this program, into school, it's that much harder to pivot or to say, ooh, this isn't, you know, I was 15 when I chose this path because I was in grade 10 and had to choose my senior electives. And now I realize I don't want to do this. Um, so again, it's like this whole system that's built on all this pressure and all of this um, you know, financial risk, really, um, where, you know, a lot of people may not be in a position to be able to to pivot and and to look at a university education as just kind of buying yourself more time to grow, which is what it was originally kind of put there for. I mean, I don't know anyone who's gone to university and didn't have to continue on to a postgraduate to actually be qualified to do something. Um, but yeah, so again, like it's really systems. <laughs> and I think uh, when it comes to parenting, when it comes to a lot of things, I think Europe, um, certain parts of, like, you know, Norwegian Europe does pretty good job just do what they do <laughs> it's really interesting to take a look at at how education is approached in in different areas around the world because i think there's so much to learn from each system and we we need to be able to take a look at different areas and not just necessarily have a single track mind of like our way is the right way like for mm -hmm. any for anyone or for any country we need to take a more of a, a wider lens to be able to see it from different perspectives. And this was really interesting too. I'm gonna to throw some more stats in there because I just find this fascinating. 75% of children aged six to 17 want to become YouTubers. And so well, what was the stat? 70? 75%. 75%. And so becoming a YouTuber is the most coveted profession and wow. career choice for, for children that have been surveyed most recently. And then this was really interesting to me, the top motivators so these are, I'm listing the top motivators to become a YouTuber in order that they were given. One was creativity. Mm. And I think that's actually really powerful and really oh, it makes me smile. Right? Yeah. I love that. So that's like, to, to be able to express themselves, I thought that was really cool. So that was the number one motivator. Number two was fame. I have a lot to say on that, but. <laughs> you know what? I wanted to be famous when I was in high school too. <laughs> I did not. I actively did not want to ever be famous. Sometimes I still question how it is that I have a podcast and an incredibly successful podcast. Well, yeah, I just like, I, not that I am famous by any stretch of the imagination. Somebody called me a celebrity the other day and oh. I was mortified. No, no, oh no, gosh. don't, don't, don't go like your greatness. I'm mortified. I'm like hiding my face. I'm like, please don't for the love of God ever call me a celebrity ever again. <laughs> Or, or don't even say the, the I word. No, no. Oh my goodness. So, um, so creativity, fame was number two, self-expression. So I think that's, you know, very similar kind of to creativity. Yeah. Um, money was number four people and like collaborations for content creation and stuff was number five recognition and and being more influential was number six and travel was number seven that one obviously makes sense beautiful so we need to tell all those people that entrepreneurship all those kids entrepreneurship checks off a lot of those same boxes as youtubing <laughs> so that's you know i i attended a workshop i brought my daughter she was two months old at the time and i was just drawn to this workshop and it was called um you know finding your your zone of genius your your, your creative genius and there was a a study done years ago on a you know a batch of kids 
And between the ages of like one to five, our brains just are hyper creative. Problem solved. You know, you know when kids say that this the funniest things, like playing with little figurine. Oh, you know my my zebra is talking to the fire truck, and 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 it, as a parent, it's hard not to say zebras don't go on fire trucks. <laughs> like, you know, and but they're just they're open to everything because they don't have these constraints built in. Once they enter, typically, once they enter, you know, the education system, that creativity drops off significantly so that by the time they're 15, only 1% of that study group maintained the same creative function in their brain. And so what I have personally really, really, really loved about entrepreneurship is it's re-sparked some of that creativity where, you know, you don't go to a staff room on a Monday and just complain. Entrepreneurs don't complain. They address an issue, they think creatively about it, and then they do something to change it. And obviously, you know, that 75% of kids responding to that survey are attracted to the idea of being able to think creatively and, um, and to express themselves. So I think, um, Oh, that's just, that's a happy stat. I I love that stat. Aside, like you know, the YouTube thing aside, I I think that you know kids are craving to be heard. Their story is so unique with so much technology entrenched in their you know in their upbringing and in their lives. And look at the amount of technology that's you know. Will my children ever have to drive a car? Probably not. Um, so the whole working world is going to be different. Um, in a really beautiful way. And I think some people are, are going to really cling to the old way of doing things, of course, but for this generation of kids that we have, and I mean, it's tricky for teens because they're kind of seeing they're right in, in the middle of this huge technological shift for the workforce. Um, but maybe have seen now with the pandemic and, you know, companies all over are shutting down their physical offices because why pay, millions of dollars in rent or, or, you know, in mortgage to have an office building that nobody really needs. Um, and then that changes, you know, the school system, is it now really just a, a babysitter or, or, you know, can we amplify that system or change the way we look at childcare and, and more personalized education? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, because I, I think, I think my big concern is social skills. Mm -hmm. because social skills are something when, when the pandemic first started I, I did some research on this as well and and social skills especially at a young age when you're already an established adult it's a little bit different but at a young age when kids are, are learning social skills it's almost like learning a new language in the sense that if you don't use it you lose it and that has been one of my big concerns for kids throughout the pandemic because especially the the even younger ones who haven't been able to practice their social skills for nearly as long, I'm concerned that some of them may be imprinted by this in, in a- in Absolutely. A or the really young ones who, you know, part of social skills, reading a room, reading someone's facial expressions, and yes. we physically have covered up half of that teacher's face. Um, no, there's, there's, I'm sure there's going to be many, many years of scientific study, unfortunately, on 
on um, the negative impacts of of what's been happening. So, and I, I am hopeful that there's that there's going to be more positive ones mm-hmm. as as well. Like that we do see some positive ones come out. But when we talk about a world that is ahead of us, it is becoming, and this has accelerated it significantly, much more um, separated socially because we're going to be behind our screens now even more than we maybe thought we we would be Mm -hmm. i do worry about not only the social skills but just like the the loneliness factor there Mm -hmm. that we still need humans like Mm -hmm. real human interaction and i i want to see everyone but especially the these kids be growing up to yes like maximize technology do all of those things but still go out into the world and experience people in real life too yeah that's a really important part there was a, an article in forbes that the headline to me just said it all it, the headline was let's raise entrepreneurial kids not kid entrepreneurs yes focusing on like purpose over profit and people over profit is is a core value of mine and focusing on the skills that, that, you know, your, your kid doesn't have to become an entrepreneur, but entrepreneurs can have some really, amazing- it's really a way of thinking. It's a, it's a lifestyle. It's not, yeah, I actually don't really even associate or I do, but it's more about the lifestyle and the, and the way of thinking the mindset as Both opposed mindsets. to the career. Yeah. yeah. Very like expansive and like willing to, to learn and ownership of, of figuring things out when things go wrong, <laughs> like yes. recognizing that resilience, yep. self-reliance, yep. creative thinking and problem solving. Um, yeah. And these are all things that, I mean, as a teacher, they are, they do appear on the report card. We're supposed to be doing them, but with the amount of behavior issues with the ratios of teachers to kids, like we, rather than trying to fit those things in, we need to flip it so that we're focusing on the skills and social side and then you know doing that through content similar to our camp we're focusing on these skills on you know building a community through exploring entrepreneurship that's kind of the vessel we're using or the lens we're putting in front of them but um but really the goal is to help them feel inspired empowered and equipped to to do something about it um and i will say like our our camp again we've had to do it virtually for this year but and i mean the world will always be virtual. We're not shying away from that, but there's lots of off, off screen, off camera opportunity, um, built in and activity built in, but, uh, but there will be a virtual community of mentors and, and fellow campers to help, you know, hold these kids who are coming out of an underwhelming school year, um, and now have a summer of kind of more unknown going into a question mark kind of fall. So, um, yeah, we're, we're really excited to, to get started. So tell us a little bit more about the actual camp, because I wanted to ask you about that as well, because I know that one question I've been getting from people I've been talking to has been about the screen time because they're like, my kids are sick of being on a screen, especially, you know, once it gets, once it's nicer out and all of these things. And I completely, completely understand that. So talk to us a little bit about how this is set up to try to minimize the screen time while still, you know, providing the learning and still getting kids out into the real world as much as is allowed yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, we're plugging into the benefits of, of virtual and screen by being able to offer this program globally, to be able to tap into the, you know, individuals like yourself, entrepreneurs from all walks of, of life, um, and offer that, that live. I think the difference here, too, is that there's no pressure of grade or, again, like content. It's more of a let you be seen, let you be heard community. So that's a different different experience. And then we've put certain things in like, uh, you know, we're starting with a mindset activation in week one. So encouraging you to go for a, da a daily walk, um, a, you know, you know, relax outside and listen to your dream day and let it sink in and let yourself dream big and, and tuning into some actual like neurological scientific power that we have to manifest an incredible future for yourself. We also have um, the lovely Edie who's going to run uh, weekly yoga sessions for us. So she'll be in her studio, but I'll be outside in my backyard doing it um, alongside our campers. Um, and then there's lots of prompts each week, you know, talk to your friends and family, interview an entrepreneur or business owner that you know, go for a walk in your downtown and make note of the story of, of a business owner in your town, um, or put yourself in the shoes of an entrepreneur. Um, we're creating a vision board that you can choose to do digitally or shut the screen again and, you know, old school styling in a, you know, I put wrapping paper on my wall and, and mark it up. So there's some physical creativity as well. Um, so we've got lots of off-screen stuff and then at least a daily check-in on screen with a with a real person um, that they haven't necessarily met yet um, to share their story. So I'll kick off every week on the Monday live with the group to introduce the, the theme and, and kind of lightly introduce all of our speakers. Once a day, you're meeting a new mentor and Friday I cap off to make sure, check in with everyone, answer any questions and, and send them into a great weekend. So our first week is believe anything is possible, dreaming really big and learning about what entrepreneurship and, and, and business owning is about because those are two very different things. Week two is owning that anything is possible for you. So really getting in tune with your passions, your interests, um, your brand story. So when the door closes behind you, what do people say about you in a, in a great way? What are your skills? And this is where we really plug into, you know, your family and friends. This camp actually comes with a parent handbook because we want everyone to try and uplift. Again, we're approaching this as it takes a village and we want uh, parents to be informed about the types of things we're talking about and help them add value and contribute to the conversations we're having. Week three is shaping their ideas into opportunity. So not necessarily into business, into opportunity. So, you know, look at what we've done the first couple of weeks, getting to know yourself and what are some concrete next steps that you can do in the coming months to make some progressive steps forward or to help you make uh, some clarity around what you want to do um, after high school. Not forever, but after high school. And then week four is about sharing these ideas with the world. So whether that's in a business plan and a pitch presentation, or whether it's in conversation with, you know, your network and your family to let them know kind of what you'd like your plan to be, will kind of empower and equip uh, our campers to do that. So that is an overview of, of our plan. Amazing. So yes. who is this, who is this for specifically? 
It's for high school aged teens. So that is typically ages 13 to 18. Um, so we're, when you register, you can either choose 13 to 15 or 16 plus. And the group lives will all be the same, but the content, the, the thinking prompts and the, the activities that we do will either be directed towards like getting you through high school or helping you really think about, you know, the next year or two because you'll be leaving, leaving the nest of high school. Um, and I mean, I'm super biased. I try, you know, who's your one avatar, the one client. I think everyone can benefit from this, but it's really for, um, you know, if you are interested in business, okay, but really if you're unsure and you just feel like you don't know enough about the world, you haven't met enough people or heard about enough experiences to make decisions, this is for you because it's going to be a full month of sharing lots of stories, sharing lots of strategies. Um, so I think it's for the teen who's feeling a little bit ho-hum and a little bit lost. And, and for anyone listening uh, to this in real time, so the doors close for registration June 28th of That's 2021, right. I believe. Yeah. Okay. And for anybody who's listening to this after the fact, how can they connect with you and is this going to be offered again? And I also have to say, like, again, for anybody listening, Jess and I have been having calls about this for several months now, and I have seen behind the scenes of all of this. And I can, I, I, I'm for anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while, <laughs> I've stated very openly how particular I am. Like I say no to 90% of the opportunities that come my way because I'm like, nope, you're not the right fit. Nope, you're not. <laughs> like it just, I vet people and brands extremely thoroughly before I will partner with them. And I can fully stand behind and support everything that Jess is doing. Like you've poured so much into this, Jess, like, and, and it's just so well done. You're such a hard worker and you have put this together in such a thoughtful way that just has that all of the, the kids the, the kids best interests at the absolute forefront. So it's just the number one reason for, for doing it this at this level is because the kids absolutely deserve it. And the second reason is I am a strong believer in establishing a really strong foundation. And this is just the beginning for us. So this camp is dipping our toes from this will come, you know, a community available to them over the school year. We're talking about creating a coaching and mentoring gap year program for kids to take those, you know, year, two, three years off in between high school and whatever it is they're going to do next. These are things we plug into as adults you know, our coaching and um, uh, mentorship, but these are, if, if we need it, they obviously need it. So this after the bell, you know, the Flynn collaboration is my consultancy after the bell with the Flynn collaboration is, are these programs specifically for teens? So after the, or the Flynn collaboration.com or the Flynn collaboration.com slash boss camp. And you can email me Jessica at the Flynn collaboration.com. Obviously we didn't even talk about my brand, but I'm obviously all about community collaboration, lifelong learning and entrepreneurship. So if any of those four pillars um, call to you, then I would love to, to uh, connect with you. I love this so much. Yeah. And all the information to connect with, with Jess uh, and to register for the camp as well. Obviously it will all be listed in the show notes. So even if you're listening to this after the fact, please make sure to go and check out everything that Jess is doing. And Jess, I always wrap up with one last question, which is if you, um, if you could give, give people one piece of advice onto growing into the best possible version of themselves, what would it be? 
Oh my gosh. That's a big question. It is a big question. Um, <laughs> just be open. Lifelong learning is lifelong and uh, you're never finished. If you're finished, you're dead. So just always be looking, uh, you know, be present and, and grateful and express that gratitude frequently and out loud, um, but always be open, ready and agile for the beautiful thing that comes next. Amazing answer. I love it. Jess, thank you so much for being on. I'm just, thank you for allowing me to be part of such an incredible project. I'm really, oh really excited for We're it. just, now, now we just cry and say, thank you. Thank I you. It's a very Canadian <laughs> way to end a podcast. <laughs> All right, my friend. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you. And I hope that everyone gets so much out of this as much as, uh, as I have been getting out of it already. And it hasn't even started yet. <laughs> thank you so much, Emily. Thanks, Jess. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me, and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.